SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Hey, teamers, uh, these are the numbers that you should have on your speed dial, 11 714 SMS is 41391. WhatsApps 0614104107. We are talking the importance of African languages in South Africa and uh, also... Um, uh, hearing more information around uh, the University of Johannesburg's um, creative writing competition, which has added new language categories in the competition. There's a, a lot of money to be won, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited because we need to make writing and reading a thing in our country. Our guest today is Professor Marne Pinner, who is the head of the UJ's Multilingual Language Service Office. Thank you very much for joining us, Professor Pinar. Good evening, Patricia. Let's talk about the importance of uh, African languages and why we as uh, South Africans should be embracing our um, languages. Well, that's who we are, I would say. We are multilingual. We speak various languages. We are a diverse linguistic society. And I think it's very important not only sort of to say that in name, but also to actively support our languages. And as you might know, the various universities in South Africa um, are custodians of particular languages. And at UJ, uh, we, um, we're the custodian of um, Afrikaans, English, Sishitu Salipua and Isizulu. And up until last year, we awarded prizes for creative writing in English and in Afrikaans. And from this year onwards, we are also awarding prizes for creative writing in Sishitu Salibua and Isizulu. The main prize is 70,000 rand per language, and the debut entry per language would be 35,000 rand. And then also, um, we have a new category now for literary translation, which is open for all languages, um, South African languages, official languages. In other words, um, between Tsonga and Venda, from Venda into English, from Koza into Afrikaans, whatever the case might be. And that's 50,000 rand. And we are very excited um, in terms of the reaction that we've been getting so far. Um, so we, we really sort of would like to put our um, idea of supporting institutional multilingualism and um, multilingual ethos out there by awarding these prizes. Now, is this competition open to uh, just uh, students of UJ or is it open to the greater South African public? No, it's absolutely open to everyone. And I think the one thing that's important, it is not a writing competition in the sense that people can send in manuscripts. We are only looking at published books at this stage. So for the moment, we have said that any books that um, were published from 2018, 2019, or 2020, in other words, 1 January 2018 to 3, um, 1st of December 2020 may be entered. And it, it's not, um, we are not accepting manuscripts. In other words, it's not a writing competition in the sense that people can write um, 
manuscripts, send it to us, and then um, we will see to it being published. We are only looking at texts that have already been published. So if you've got published text in uh, English, Afrikaans, Isizulu, Sesutu, Saliboa, you can uh, enter, or if you've translated uh, into any other language in South, in, South African yes. language. So if it's Sitsonga uh, or Jivenda. Okay. So because UJ is the custodian of those four languages, English, Afrikaans, Isizulu, and Isizulu, we are only looking at those four languages. Um, the the, the um, Deadline for Afrikaans has already been completed, um, and we are actually awarding those prizes already in, in, in three weeks' time. So what we are calling for would be text, particularly in Sisitu Salibua and in Isizulu, or translations in and from any South African language. Now, in terms of uptake of uh, languages, in terms of registration at uh, UJ, are there a lot of students who come in and want to actually uh, take up as a subject Sisotho, Saliboa or Isizulu? Yes. Yes, and this is very exciting that there was a time in this country where people, I think, sort of became hesitant to enroll for those courses because the question was, well, exactly what am I going to do with it? And I think um, we are now at the point where we can see the tide turning um, because people are becoming aware of the fact that in so many professions, it's extremely important to be able to speak more than one language if you are going to be a nurse or a doctor, or a lawyer, um, for that matter, a civil engineer, or going to work in um, any aspect of this of the state sector, it's always going to be to your benefit to be able to speak more than one language. Um, we are a multilingual society. If you go to the local police station and you find yourself in a position where people cannot speak to you in your language, you as a South African um, find yourself in a position where your language rights are not recognized. So increasingly we are seeing that there is a demand for people to be multilingual and particularly to speak an African language. And we're seeing an increase in the number of students enrolling for African languages because it's one of the subjects that you can teach if if you are studying education. Nursing, um, pharmaceutical industry, obviously if you're interested in something like journalism, it's becoming more and more important. If you want to become a translator or an interpreter or work in the language practice industry, it is hugely important to be able to speak more languages and in particular African languages and not only to speak them but also to be able to to use them in a technical sense. So, so this is why we also want to encourage people to um, to see the value of the languages. Um, our languages are who we are, and by um, not recognizing our languages, we are basically just colonizing our minds, in my opinion. Well, language does go hand in hand uh, with, um, you know, understanding uh, tradition, understanding um, the history of a people. And once we lose the importance of language, then we have lost it uh, as a people. So South Africans, it's good that we have this opportunity opened up to us. And how, how important, I know there's been a lot of studies, uh, Professor Binar, around the formative age um, 
you know, age of a child learning in their mother tongue. How important is that? And do you think that we'll find ourselves in South Africa where our higher education institutions don't only give Isizulu as a language or any other um, subject, but also as a medium of um, delivering lectures? But it started. We're already there. If you go to the University of KwaZulu-Natal, they are teaching certain courses in Isidulu. And what research is showing us is that students who at a tertiary level can study through their mother tongue are doing better than the counterparts who are doing it in the second language. And if we look at South African sort of matric results, we know that um, the results themselves might look good and we're talking about 70-odd percent of students passing, but if you go back to the number of students who actually started in grade 1 12 years ago and you then work out the percentage, you get close to about in the 40 percent of, of range of, 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 of scholars who actually pass the trick. And one of the main reasons is that we don't acknowledge our mother tongues because cognitive um, formation lies in the mother tongue. It's very easy to switch from one language, a mother tongue, to a second language. If you understand and you've got the concepts and you've got basic literacy in your first language, so then switch to a second language is no big deal. But what we are doing at the moment we is that we are sort of um, underestimating the value of, of mother tongue education and there's this insistence on English and what we end up is we end up with people with no language and no communication skills and they can't express themselves in a first language and they cannot express themselves or perform academically in English. So it's a major concern that, that we need to really evaluate our our first languages and our mother languages and and insist on mother tongue education. And I'm not saying one language only. I'm saying bilingualism at least, but preferably multilingualism, but with a very, very good basis in a first language. That's where you get somewhere for the average child. With brilliant children, you can do anything. But for the average child, they need a solid, solid foundation in their first language and then slowly switch to a second or a third language. Via WhatsApp, Isaac asks uh, if um, Siswati is a part of the curriculum at UJ. Yes. I, I beg your pardon? Siswati, is it a part of the curriculum at no. UJ? Um, at UJ at the moment, the languages, the African languages that we are offering is Isitu Salibua and um, Isizulu. So no, um, there are certain languages that are allocated to particular universities and at UJ we do not offer Sitswati, no. Let's take a break and uh, when we come back I'd like you, uh, Professor Pinar, to just reiterate on uh, that uh, cash prize money that uh, one could win sure. if they enter into this uh, competition. Sure. Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia M. Dooley. Let's uh, continue with our conversation with uh, Professor Marne Pinar, who's the head of the UJ's Multilingual Language Service Office. And uh, we are talking about the importance of African languages. At UJ, they've got a creative writing competition, and they've added new languages in the category, and that includes 
Isizulu and Sisutu Salibua and obviously Afrikaans and English are part of this competition. My, uh, Professor Pinar, please tell us again, what are the categories and uh, what sort of prize money is up for grabs? Right. So the call um, that is open at the moment is particularly the call for three things. Sisutu Salibua, Isizulu and translation. For both Sisutu Salibua and Isizulu, we are looking um, at entries from people who have published texts, not manuscripts. And the main prize is 70,000 rand for the best work in Sisutu Salibua and 70,000 rand for the best work in Isizulu. Then the debut prize, in other words, for people who are, have written their first book, and it, it's across genres. So it can be a biography, it can be poetry, it can be drama, it can be a novel, it can be short stories, whatever the case might be. The Debbie Prize, it would be 35,000 rand for Sisi and also for Isizulu. And then we have a translation prize for translation in and um, from, well, yeah, now, into South African languages or among South African languages. So it could be um, argumentative, say, from Spanish into Tsonga, but particularly um, between South African languages. And the prize, and there's only one prize for that, and that is 50,000 rand. What are the closing dates for each of these categories? It's the 31st of May, 2021. 31st of May 2021 and when will winners be announced? We are looking towards August. In other words, we are waiting for all our entries and we hope to have all our submissions by the 31st and then uh, everything has to go to the adjudicators and we hope to announce by August. And then maybe just on a practical point as well, if um, someone would like to entry to enter for the um, uh, the literary prizes, we need um, five copies of, um, of of the particular book because we need to send it out to adjudicators. And if it's a translation, we need three copies of the original text as well as the translated text. Excellent. And where do people enter? They can simply, um, well, I think it's going to be best if I give you my email address. Um, can I give it to you now? Go ahead. It's M for Mary or Marnay, M Pinar, P I E N A A R, at uj.ac.za. The um, books need to be couriered to our office, which is 40 Hampton Avenue, Grasmore. 2092 but if all of this is too much information people can just write me an email and i will send them all the details excellent thank you very much for joining us professor pinar and uh, looking forward to hearing who the winners will be around august yes and isn't this a wonderful form of i just i listened to you earlier this evening this is also a form of entrepreneurship writing writing in an indigenous language can actually bring money into your pocket. Mm. Okay, before you go, so Jim is saying, um, can the good professor take me out of my misery? What is Sisutu Salibua? Because the last time I checked, we have Sipedi and Sisutu as one official language. Okay, 
Um, so Sitra Salipua, we don't have Sepedi in the constitution any longer. It's actually been changed. Um, formerly, Sepedi used to be recognized as one of our official languages. And then amongst the community of people who speak northern Sutu, there was a feeling that there are more varieties of northern Sutu than only Sepedi. And Sepedi was seen as only one particular variety in the broader group of northern Sutu. And therefore, if you go and look at the constitution of South Africa at the moment, Sepedi has actually been um, replaced with Sechitu Salibua, um, and it recognizes all varieties of northern Sutu, of which Sepedi is only one. Mm, thank you very much. Uh, Prophet, it's been a great pleasure. What is your first language, Patricia? Sikwati. This is Zulu. Ah, now I was just wondering because you were asking about this party. I was okay. asking based on the messages I'm getting from our listeners. Okay, all right. So um, if you have a book, please enter. <laughs> all right, everyone has heard that call and uh, <laughs> we'll definitely enter. Thank you very much, Professor. You're welcome, Patricia. Good evening.